Uh, uh, come back it? next week. We'll be here. Hey. Wait, can we just roll it at this point? We could. Oh, uh, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's roll yeah. it over. And we're, we're back. back. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. This, uh, so this week begins the, uh, the fourth quarter, the leave right. So we had get right, then we had live right, then lead right, and now we're on to leave right, which is the Q4, if you happen to be following along. If and you eight. happen to be following along. And, and we, yeah. you know, I, I would think, you hope folks are. One, one would assume that we are, that you are. Yeah. The statement for the leave right is the construction of legacy, the construction of legacy. I got. I got to think. A lot of guys are going to be tuned into this. You know, everything we've been doing hope so. up to this point has been uh, extremely beneficial. Uh, you know, there's a lot to get out of it. There's a lot of tactical stuff. You got to think too, though. You know, for for the average F three or at, at even wherever he's at, and guys are in different phases of their life. You do get to a point where you start to think about. I'm going to be here forever. And what yeah. is going to be left behind? And so I think this is obviously it's just a great way to wrap up the Q source. But I think there's going to be a lot of guys tuned into this because I think a lot of guys in our sphere are thinking about, I can do all these things, but right. I got I to really think about what gets left. Yeah. Right? What gets left yeah. on the backside. I think you're right. I think guys will be tuned And this is, the, this is the, the section that guys like to skip to. You know, get right's not a lot of fun. Cause it's hard work. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, of course, that's why, it's a right? lot of yeah. stuff. It it's, easy, it's a real pain. Yep. Yeah. And we like to skip to this one. Cause it's like, it's all about, you know, ultimate life problems and things like that. This is deep stuff, but I'm here to tell you, if you skip ahead to this and don't really practice the other three first, you, my hand to the sky, you cannot discover this without doing the other three. I agree. You cannot do it. It is, it is, it will be close maybe, but it will be empty. Mm -hmm. it, will, it will be empty until you have developed those other disciplines uh, and begun to practice those other things. It's just not going to really reveal itself in the same way. I, I really believe that. At least it didn't for me is what I should say, I guess. It didn't for me. I'm with you. So three, I have three thought-provoking questions I would like to ask you, Kitty. I'm ready to be provoked. Question? <laughs> what is that thing on your face? No, I'm <laughs> Oh, quit provoking me. Um, uh, how does legacy come about? Okay. Number two, is a man's legacy preordained? And number three, what role does leadership development play in legacy? Do you feel provoked? I feel so At provoked. I'd like for you to say all three of them one more time, just so guys I, can let them hit. I will. Just so I can further provoke you. Yep. How does legacy come about? Okay. Is a man's legacy preordained? And what role, I suppose, if any, does leadership development play in legacy? There are three spurs, three take-homes, and I'm going to read them to you up front so you kind of know what we're, what we're hoping you'll take home from all this, right? 
And this is, this is probably one of the longer sections uh, of the Q source. And there is a lot in yeah. here and we're not going to get to it since, especially since time is what it is, but also just because uh, there's just too much to get to. But yeah, uh, and quite so, frankly, you want guys to go back and do some of this, you know, either on their own through research right. or, or in their own Q smaller group. groups, right? So if they're in Q yeah. source groups yeah. or even if you're folding into what you're doing through a shield lock, uh, that is the place to really dig deep on this stuff. Cause quite frankly, you can't just listen to two guys talk about it without going in and digging in on it yourself. And yeah. working. Well, you're just not going to get as much out of it. That's right. right. Especially since it's the two of us. Yeah. So the first thing we want you to take home <laughs> is only a virtuous leader can leave a legacy. Yep. So let me ask you this then. So what does a non-virtuous leader leave? I mean, cause certainly there's, there's, I mean, a leader of any kind is going to leave something behind, right? Yeah. So why is it only a virtuous leader can leave a legacy? Yeah. A him, a true high impact man seeks the solution to his ultimate life problem. And third, the third spur is legacy is constructed through the hymns development of virtuous leaders. So let's back up on, on a little yeah. of that. And I think those, those three spurs are, are, are a good place to start. So I, I will ask the question uh, again, and, and this time an answer. Uh, from you, sir. How is it that only a virtuous leader can leave a legacy? You know, it, it's, uh, it's deep, man. And, and, you know, there's been this consistency in what all of this has been talking about, because you can be a leader, but if anybody's been paying attention and listening over the last 30 weeks, 36 weeks, however far in the weeks we are into this thing, virtuous is the word that continues to come back into the verbiage intentionally written with intentionality, uh, you know, from, from, uh, from the minds who, who sort of constructed this whole, uh, program here. And so virtuous has a, has adds that different layer to it. It, it, it takes it from, uh, from being, I don't know, not even sad clowns, the right word, but being this high impact man and focusing in on what that means. And ultimately, if you're asking me, you know, sort of my opinion of it, it is, it's to be a virtuous leader is, is in truth being one that eats last and, and, and is third, right? And, and so all of it, all of that comes out of leading, but doing it from the standpoint of love and service. And so when yeah. you do those things, when you lead from those things, you become a virtuous leader. And when in doing so, you leave a true legacy that beyond your exit from this wonderful garden that we're in, we get paradise on the other side. And in that, it, you leave a legacy that is more than just your things and, and if even more than, than some of the things you did. I mean, it is a lasting. Yes. It is a lasting. Legacy is the only word I know how to use there. I don't know what else. To, it, no, it is a so lasting impact. The way that I've been saying it is uh, – is you want to build a legacy, not just leave a mark. Yeah. Right. Cause you can leave a mark, right? A non-virtuous leader can leave a mark yeah. and there's plenty of that in, in all of history, right? There's, there's marks getting left. You know, you look at a, a lot of the captains of industry and things like that who sure. have fallen senators who have fallen, you know, whatever those things might be, they've left a mark. Yeah. Uh, and you can be history. memorable too. You can be memorable. Right. Absolutely. For all the wrong reasons. But we in F3, we're not going to define legacy that way because we don't want to taint the word legacy with uh, non-virtuous acts. Does that make sense? Yeah. You I think know, that's the deal. Sometimes you hear like, oh, the legacy of this. And when they're, when they're, if someone's speaking about 
you know, uh, someone who did something wrong, you know, we would say more, they're more memorable or left a mark versus leaving a legacy. Well, the legacy of this blank is terrible things. That's not, <laughs> no. that's not what we're talking yeah. about. We're talking we, about legacy here. We're going to reject that. I'm going to read you a little something from the, uh, from the old Q source here. It says a man's legacy is not comprised simply what he happens to say and do during his lifetime. For most of us, that will all be forgotten and much more quickly than we would want to believe. Rather, legacy is constructed through the people a man has intentionally influenced during his life and the problems that he deliberately sets out to solve, all compounded, as you mentioned, by his love and generosity of heart in passing on what he knows. Yeah. Boom. Boom. I can't say it much better than that. Um, right? And that's why Leave Right is the, is the last quadrant because you had to have all this other stuff and it's a result of this lifetime of accomplishment mm-hmm. uh, through living right and leading right. And you can't do any of that kind of stuff unless you got right first. When right? you leave, yeah, when you leave that behind, when you leave that legacy behind or even when you instill that onto other people, you've done all those things to get to that point. They don't just, you, know, you don't just get there accidentally. It gets there by... <laughs> By right. working at it, you know, by laying bricks, man, going versus daily discipline. Yep, that's right. And so yep. that's the that's the absolutely. ultimate step up here for this thing. Yep, absolutely. And cool. and so to kind of direct you toward what legacy you're going to leave, you know, and what that ends up being, a man has to seek the solution to his ultimate life problem. And and we talk about that, you know, in a lot of different places, right? It's talked about in Free to Lead, it's talked about in, in the Q source. But that ultimate life problem, uh, the way that it was de- described to me by Dread was. Uh, you know, it's the thing that just bugs the crap out of you and you just cannot live with the idea that that's going to continue, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that problem is, um, that, that you see out in the world, right? So for him, you know, he looked and said, I can't live with the idea that there are men who are, uh, who are not leading. Yeah. They, they sit with, with leadership ability and it is dormant because they have chosen to stay sad clowns rather than be unlocked uh, and free to lead. And he can't, he can't live with that. And so he has gone about constructing tasks for him to perform and then enlisted the help of other men to help him to get there. Uh, two of which are us, right? Yep. And the other, every time slaughter makes up a number, it's always a bigger number. So this time we'll say 35,000 uh, other men That's uh, right. that are out there that are, that are trying to help get this done. I mean, right? think about, think about that for a hot second. You know, uh, and while we all work to, uh, you know, build towards our own personal impacts, uh, our own personal, uh, you know, legacies as we go forward, when you explain it in that essence, and maybe a lot of guys haven't heard that, and, and I would care to bet um, the Nantan's going to want to come back and talk about it a little bit too. When you, when you break it down to that, when you think about, here's a problem I had in life, this is dread. You know, uh, knowing that there are men out there not leading that can, that should, and that only make their communities stronger when they do to go out and tackle (laughs) putting something around that, uh, at least for us to be part of that in some way while we go through our own journeys, uh, that's it. That's a powerful uniter. Um, that's a powerful uniter. It's pretty neat. Right. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. Um, and, uh, and so the, the trick is, and I think one really is, is around figuring out that problem and then turning it over so that you figure out what the purpose is, right? The, the combating of whatever that problem is. And I think that one of the things that Dredd says in, in the Q source is that 
discovering the problem is easy. And I, you know, I, of course, oh, push no, back on that a little bit. My question to you would be, what to the guy who's 30, 35, 40, 45, he's like, yeah, I'm doing a lot of things. I'm working hard. I'm doing stuff for my family. I'm living a good life. Probably the average guy in F3. I don't know what that big problem is out there that I'm on this earth to solve. What, what, what to that guy's uneasiness? Uh, when he thinks about that, because it's easy to look at one guy and say, well, he found his and he's going out there and do it. Right. The answer for that. So, so I'll tell you, here's, here's the answer that uh, was given to me. And, and that as I have sought to uh, answer this question um, and looked at, at, uh, at my life through this lens, um, I've gotten a lot closer. I, I think I've discovered it. Uh, I think I've hit it. Uh, I'm, at least I've, I've bumped into it hard enough now that I'm ready to do something about it. Right. Um, and ultimately it's, it's, you know, it's funny because I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, a uh, buddy of mine at lunch, and, and we were talking about ULP. And uh, he says, you know, I feel like there's supposed to be some kind of aha moment, you know, that comes. And like, oh, there it is. Yep. That's, that's my ULP. Um, and I said, you know, it's to the outside observer, it's going to look like, uh, it's going to look like that. It's going to look like there was this aha moment. Yeah. But really, it's more like an archaeological dig. And you just walked up to the edge of the crater that I've been digging for the last 12 years, you know, that's like a hundred feet long and a hundred feet wide and 50 right. feet deep, you know, that I've been digging with a little trowel and a little brush, mm -hmm. you know, and you walked up to the edge of that thing and you saw me and I go, oh, holy crap, T-Rex bones, right? And there's it looks like an aha moment from where you're sitting. Right, there's been a long yeah. way to get there. Brother, I'm at the bottom of a giant hole. That's how I got here, that's right? right? That's and so that's, that's the thing. And so it looks like an aha moment, but I'm here to tell you, it's a, it's a process. And so the question that was asked of me was, Helmet, what is it that you can't not do? And I think we may have mentioned that on the podcast before. Yeah. What are the things that you can't not do? Which sounds like a weird question. So maybe another way to phrase it is, when you show up, and, and I'll, you know, I'll ask you, Kitty, so when you yeah. show up, Kitty, what are the things that just sort of no, yeah, and I'll, I've, I haven't talked about this, you know, with yeah. you on, on, on the air, so to speak, but we've right. talked about this before. I, I sure. believe I can't not connect people and make them feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves, right? And so my entire mission, and guys probably know this just from being around me, when I'm at a workout, if I'm not cueing it, I'd like to try to think I'm, I'm keeping guys together through the way we talk or through the way we interact with each other. Pick up the six is a little relatively small thing in this world, but it, to me, it's a chance to create something that connects people and makes them feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. It absolutely it is. is. It absolutely is. And that's why you're so good at culture uh, in, in the nation. Yeah. Because so you know, I don't think guys have to beat themselves. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm look trying to get your mammoth. Look at your mammoth. What is your mammoth, Kitty? Yeah, so my work is I, I connect people around our state to help them uh, figure out, you know, where they can send their kids to school, what their educational options are like, but it's, a, it's about something bigger than, you know, right. it's about finding the right thing for them that, that is something bigger than, you know, just themselves. Connecting those people to resources that are bigger than themselves so that they can accomplish what they need to accomplish, right. right, so that they can do this. Right. And so if you look, and, I, and we're not going to, you know, this isn't, you know, kitty therapy time that we're trying to you know, divine your ULP or whatever. Yeah, but, if listening, but if listening to what we're talking about helps another guy work through it internally or bring it right. to field like it, lock and talk through it, then that's what we're here for. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to do, right? So 
so you look at that and you go, okay, so throughout your entire life, where has that popped up? What are the patterns that you see, right? What are the patterns of behavior that you've seen, you know, that, that have always been there? And you go, and at least for me anyway, I would look back, I look back over my whole life and I was like, of course, oh, okay, I see it now. I do see it, you know, and it was, you know, okay, I'm here with the little brush, you know, yeah. I finally get down far enough. It's like, holy crap, there's T-Rex bones, you know, and you kind of have that moment where you're like, so all this digging was worth it. All this pain and suffering and sweat and toil and everything was worth it because there are T-Rex bones at the bottom of this hole. But, uh, you know, for me, I looked at, at, uh, at the way that, that people live their lives and, and Kitty, I, and you know, there's any number of reasons and any number of reasons why we could say these things, you know, churn up in your head. A lot of it has to do, I think with your programming from when you were a kid, you know, your own life experiences or whatever it might be. But, uh, you know, for me, I look back and I said, you know, uh, I have never been able to sit quietly while watching someone abuse power. Mm. Can't handle it. It drives me absolutely insane. Yep. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and so I started looking at it through my whole life. And I, when I had that idea, I started going, was that true? Or is that just something I'm thinking? And I looked at my whole life and I was like, look at how many places where this has always come up. It's always come up. And so it manifests itself in things like, you know, like rescuing or, uh, you know, helping others or whatever, you know, whatever the things yeah. might be. Right. And then once, you know, having sort of kind of bumped up against that and discovered that, that feeling or that thought, now I, you know, I start seeing everything through that lens and I start going, okay, so if my problem is, is, you know, a, a discontent with really non-virtuous leadership, right. With abuse of power, yeah. then my job is to figure out how do I, you know, turn that over and go, okay. So my purpose then is to stop abuses of power, yep. you know, or to teach people how to stop right. other and people in their lives is, from abusing power. To elevate power. more virtuous leaders so that they blot out <laughs> the bad dudes. Exactly. They're doing it improperly. Right. Working on which that is, way. Which, uh, and you know a lot about blotting out things as a Carpexian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and that's exactly it. And that's, yeah. and so, so when I look at kind of, you know, my mission, the way that I'm sort of looking at it now is I think what I'm here to do is to raise uh, and train next generation leaders on how to be more virtuous and also how to, how to manage up to stop abuses of power in their organizations. And that could be anything from their families to their workplaces to their communities and, and whatever that may be. Right. Because and then just, so, and then so how does all this connect in? And, and that's where guys will say, well, what's my, what, where's my place? And you got to look, you got to you, you even take time to think about working through it. to keep digging. You got to keep digging through the topsoil to get to the next layer down there. You get to a little bit of clay. You get through the clay, right. you start getting down to where the bones are and you start to uncover that sort of stuff. And you know and that's what? The, that's the tough part. part. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. It's a tough part. And if you're there to train the next, uh, you know, the next generation of virtuous leaders, then by God, they need somebody who's going to connect them and make them feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. And they're going to need somebody that's going to do something else and somebody that's going to do another piece and right. somebody that's going to do another piece. And so right. all of that, you know, can, can potentially all connect itself in that. Exactly. And that's how we all kind of end up getting there because that's the thing is, you know, now it's not enough to now that we've, you know, swept down and we see this little piece of, you know, T-Rex skeleton. We still got to unearth this thing. That's right. You know, and now we're going to find details. What's that? Yeah, that's right. No, you got like, you got like his tooth is up there. Yeah. That's a big boy down in there. And so we had this great moment where we're like, Oh, look, it's here. And then not that, you know, not going to get depressed about it or anything, but then you kind of go, Oh man, Look at how much more work there is to really get this thing out and really see, you know, how much of the skeleton do we really have? What, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. 
And that's, and that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at. And that's, that's the work that's ahead of me. And I think it's the work that's ahead of every man. That's right. Um, but, but I'll tell you, ha- having that question in my head of what can't I not do? And then reviewing over my life of saying, what are those things, you know, where are the patterns that I've seen that come up over and over and over again? That that's, I think that's the place to start for a guy, you know, to identify what that problem is. And I would tell you, even if, you know, obviously we encourage everybody to get to lock in because it is a, it's a good opportunity to talk through these things in a small group with other guys. But even if it's as simple as if you've got some time in your, in your, uh, if you do, if you do a morning study or you do a devotional or you do whatever your rituals and habits are or whatever, even if you keep a little book with you and put that question in the front of that journal, and every time you open it, you got to look to it and think about what that is. What can't I not do? And think yep. about what that is. That's the kind of thing that'll keep moving you forward. So if you're one of those guys like, I don't have an answer right now. Fine. Okay. Fine. Keep, keep working. Keep yeah. thinking. Keep talking. You know, keep going. Keep going some big rocks until you see a T-Rex tooth, man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Man. But you know, Kitty, as, as we talk about legacy and, and what we want to leave behind, we, we all want to be remembered for something, right? That's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, there are places I'll remember all my life, uh, though some have changed. Some forever, not for better. Some have gone and some remain. And there you have it. So, uh, you know something, Kitty? I got a face from mid-market television. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is this oh. is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There are places I remember Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 Feet out front. I've loved them all.